Right. Okay, we are live. Welcome to another episode of Robody. And we are here, transformed to renew, baby. Robody is here. And I'm excited that y'all are joining me today. Got a great topic, as always, another one. And today or tonight, we are talking about the difference between macronutrients and micronutrients. Not a boring topic because I really want you to understand the difference between these two, how I can really help you with your nutrition and just choices that you make moving forward, you know, as it relates to your overall health. So if you're excited about that, please make sure you like, subscribe to our channel so that way you can stay up to date with the content that we'll be sharing. So I don't want to keep you too long, but I did want to give, I guess, like a, a brief intro in terms of macronutrients and micronutrients. And so I can start off with the macronutrients, which you may hear different people say, I need to get my macros in. And what they are referring to would be composed of fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. And each one of these has their unique benefit um, in the human diet. When you think about fats, you know, these essentially serve as the energy storage um, in the body. So when you, when you also think about carbs, these are kind of like the motor that keeps the body running. And so when the body has uh, or your muscles have pretty much absorbed, you know, a lot of the carbs that they can um, at a given moment, um, sometimes the carbs can uh, go into the liver and then be converted. Um, into fat. Um, just kind of giving like a brief spill of that. Um, it's not the full scientific explanation, but again, I want to just give you the brief overview of how that works. Um, so you have fats, you have carbs, and then you also have protein. And most people look at protein as, you know, replenishing the muscles, but protein also does a lot of other things such as helping with the organ um, development, even DNA sequencing, um, gene expression in the body. And so it's a lot of benefits that each one of these um, can provide the body, granted that they are taking inadequate amounts. And so if you were to look on the nutrition facts label, take any product that you have in your pantry, cabinet, refrigerator, whatever, but if you look on the back, you'll see at the top, they'll typically start off with fats. And then somewhere closer to the middle or, or bottom, you will see carbohydrates and underneath that, within carbohydrates, you may see fiber and then sugars and then added sugars underneath there. Afterwards, you will see protein. And so each of these has a, a different number. In terms of calories, you know, fats are, will typically generate twice as many calories compared to carbohydrates and protein. And when you think of a calorie, it's essentially a form of energy um, <clears throat> that is needed to raise one gram of water to uh, one degree Celsius. So in terms of heat wise. And so when we look at calories, you know, which is denoted by small c, and you think about well, how much, you know, or why does, you know, fats generate a lot of calories compared to protein and carbohydrates. Well, it's because they have nine kilojoules of uh, <clears throat> of energy or kilocalories, so to speak. 
And so when you have nine for fats and then you have four for carbohydrates and protein, then you will see why on most labels it will show you calories from fat because calories would tend to have more, um, I mean, fats would tend to have more calories generated compared to fats and carbohydrates. So again, just a brief overview of macronutrients. And now I want to switch over to micronutrients and, and I'll kind of touch back and forth on each one of those. Um, but before I leave that point, when you think about macronutrients, again, these are going to be where most people um, pretty much makes up their diet. And that will typically be expressed in grams, you know, especially in the U.S. Now, I'm not sure how other countries express their units, you know, in terms of the nutrition facts label. But at least for, you know, again, your main three macro um macronutrients they are going to be expressed in grams if you were to look on the nutrition facts label um, that is essentially the unit of conversion and switching over a bit to micronutrients um, these are going to be expressed typically in milligrams so you may see sodium or cholesterol these are not um i guess your essential uh, micronutrients, but they are again expressed in milligrams. But your essential micronutrients, which um, can be composed of vitamins, minerals, and other essential nutrients, um, would be expressed in milligrams. And these could involve vitamin A, D, E, K, vitamin C, vitamin B, um, the different B, B um, vitamin classes, folate, um, magnesium, etc. The list goes on and on. And these are essential for the body. Now, you may not see, you know, on the nutrition label, some foods you may see, they may say, oh, this is a good source of vitamin A or it's a good source of calcium, um, especially in milk. But you also may not often see, you know, foods that may be high in, you know, other compounds or nutrients that may not be listed. And that's because, you know, Certain um, vitamins and nutrients are selected in terms of what Americans may not typically consume a lot of. But me, just honestly speaking, most people don't consume more than those vitamins that are listed. Um, again, you may see vitamin D, you may see folate on nutrition labels, or you may see calcium. But again, there are a host of other vitamins and minerals. Um, that a lot of people are still not getting in their diet, but it has a benefit in um, the human diet. So, again, just a brief overview of those two, the importance of each one. So, you know, just doing a quick round. So when you think of fats, most people think fats are bad. You know, it's not good to have a lot of fats. And that is because of the understanding of fats. Fats, you know, they have a place in the body. Uh, when you think about it, it's energy storage. So if you, um, <clears throat> when you consume different foods, you may have unsaturated fats, you may have saturated fats. Each one of those can have a different effect on the body. And the way I like to think of it is saturated is, it sits. So it's not moving anywhere. Unsaturated will tend to move, so it's not gonna stay. But I also think about it in terms of, okay, if I do consume, you know, fatty foods, which again, 
can really help to break down um, like if you have different vegetables I know like kale spinach um, contain vitamins A and vitamins K which are fat soluble vitamins and so these can also help to or be solubilized um, in different fats and so once those vitamins are solubilized they can then provide you with a host of benefits and nutrients that they are essentially called to give to your body but when you don't consume you know or have those um, those type of fat soluble vitamins in your diet you could tend to have fats that may stick to your cell walls and they may not go anywhere so it's important to really understand you know the the makeup you know of those and you know it's not I don't want you to look at fats as always oh, bad for me to even eat anything with fats I'm just gonna try to avoid it no when you understand how this can be beneficial in your diet you won't have to look at it like oh it's an enemy but it can actually be beneficial again also in proper amounts these can actually work out you know same for carbs you know and and with any of these macronutrients adequate amount puts you in good hands but again overconsumption you know can put you on the adverse side and, and have those adverse effects such as you know type 1 and type 2 diabetes um, especially for you know heavy consumption of carbohydrates especially um, the simple um, sugar forms and with most carbohydrates typically you know and this is just for me I like to mainly consume the complex carbs because these are going to be the slow sugar releasing which means that they are going to send a, a kind of like a steady spike in your blood sugar so if you're consuming complex carbs you know carbohydrates again I like to think of this as like the motor the energy so whenever I'm consuming carbs I have a plan for like using that energy um, so whether I'm working out I may consume more carbs throughout the day complex carbs at that um, in the forms of whole grains um, fruits you know especially if I'm doing like a pre-workout or post-workout fruits um, definitely good and again these foods definitely contain a lot of minerals and nutrients that you may not necessarily see on the nutrition label but you know once once you really understand that then you can approach it and say okay I really need to you know start consider consuming more of these types of foods and then kind of going to protein um, again protein can have a lot and I know most people may think that animal sources meats are the main protein sources and you know they are a source of protein but they are not the only sources of protein you know actually when I thought about it recently I realized that broccoli and this is not the only vegetable that contains protein. It's, it's many other vegetables um, or, uh, <clears throat> I guess, vegan products like tofu, which I also consume. Pretty good to me. You know, when you season it real good. But um, when, I, when you consume broccoli, you know, especially if you were to do anywhere from three to five servings, and, you know, these days I can consume, you know, that amount within one serving. Um, and, and what I mean by one service, I can consume like four to five servings at lunchtime and then four to five at dinner time. So for me, that's no issue. But if you were to look at, you know, a bag of broccoli, whether it's 
uh, frozen. We look at the nutrition label. It will likely show you the two to three grams um, per serving, which I think is between about three to four ounces, plus or minus. But again, if you were to triple that or quadruple that, then you are already at nine grams or 12 grams. And that is just in one eating setting. So think about if you were to do that twice throughout the day or even three times throughout the day, you already had 36 grams of protein and that's just for broccoli. So I want you to know that, you know, what popular um, opinion or belief may say when it comes to meats has been the, you know, the main or the, the best protein source. No, vegetables, you know, you can also get a good amount of protein from vegetables of course, from nuts and seeds as well. And then transitioning to the micronutrients. Don't skip on those nutrients. So make sure, you know, when you think of sources like that, um, again, whole grains that are, you know, fortified with folate acid. I know um, most whole grains like brown rice, they contain, again, different nutrients and minerals, but some, you know, whole grains may be stripped of their nutrients during processing. So it's important to really understand the type of products that you're getting. And then fruits, vegetables, go-to nuts, seeds, beans, legumes. And one thing I discovered about beans is you gotta, you gotta know what you're getting into. Um, especially if you're gonna get the dry beans, gotta make sure that you soak them real good because otherwise you can be gassy and people will start to, to smell that on you. For real, for real. But anyway, um, it's kind of like the major difference in terms of macronutrients and micronutrients. And again, it's important that you, you ensure, you know, especially if you are trying to focus on weight loss or if you're trying to build muscle, that you, for one, you understand, okay, what are the macros that you need, but also the sources of food. Because yes, the numbers may say, okay, this can give you 20 grams of protein and it's low fat and it's low carb. But then I also like to look at, okay, what is gonna be the best food in terms of, okay, it has the macronutrients I need, but it is also, you know, rich in micronutrients that I need. And so that way you're not skimming out, you know, when it comes to, you know, your food selection, but you can really be intentional. And, and that's the type of approach that I like to take, even though, you know, I'm on a meal plan, I'm in a calorie deficit. I still like to look at those factors to make sure that I'm giving my body the best, you know, when it comes to nutrition. Um, so again, I just wanted to give you a brief spill about that. I know it was, you know, a lot crammed in a little bit, but like I said, just taking a piece of this information can really transform you. And again, when you're going into the grocery store, it can help you to really look at foods with a different viewpoint. It can help you to really see, okay, do I really need this in my diet? Is this really going to be helpful? Um, am I currently dealing with a health issue and I, you know, may need to address it by, you know, the types of foods that I'm eating? And again, you know, this is, may not be related to um, macronutrients or micronutrients, probably micronutrients, but, you know, when it comes to different foods, I like to choose, you know, a colorful variety. So, you know, bell peppers, anything that has like color to it, um, you know, purple potatoes or, you know, berries, things like that. Like you want to diversify the colors because most of the times, and if I were to ask you to go back 
to this past week or even the past two weeks and think about how the color of your plate looked and, you know, what sources was it rich in? You know, I'm sure most people would say, okay, I can do better in terms of vegetables. You know, I think meats is probably taking up a lot of space, you know, on the plate or a lot of refined carbs. And again, it's important to really, you know, keep these things in mind, you know, like understanding, you know, the proportion of macronutrients in your diet, you know, how much protein, carb, fat you should have in your diet, especially again, if you're trying to maintain weight, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to gain muscle, not weight, but if you're trying to gain muscle, um, then these are things that you want to consider as well as micronutrients because I don't want you to sleep on this, but the micronutrients, they can play a big role in terms of the muscle synthesis and development, um, as well as how your body breaks down, you know, fat, how it can burn weight and just keep your immune system healthy, um, your stress levels low. Um, it does a lot. So again, don't skip on those micronutrients. Uh, make sure that you are, you know, being intentional. And again, if you need help, feel free to let me know because I do want to help you um, as it relates to your overall health. So I hope you enjoyed this segment. Again, I know it was a lot crammed into a small amount of time. But again, if you just got one thing from this, I am happy with that. Um, trust me, this won't be the last time that I talk about these topics. More are coming. So I do hope that you come prepared to really get some good meat and potatoes or i should say some veggies and potatoes so if you haven't already make sure that you like and subscribe to Robotic. yes our facebook page Robotic 1212 and our youtube page also make sure that you go to our tiktok instagram we're also on there whatever platform you use the most we want you to follow us to make sure that you stay up to date with our content trust me more content is coming Articles are coming, videos are coming. So please stay tuned. Make sure you like, support us, um, and just share us, even with the enemy. Listen, even if you ain't talking to somebody, just be like, here, follow Robotic. I don't know, it may help your life, but you ain't helping me. So, you know, just don't do that. I appreciate that. Okay. So um, <clears throat> that's all I got. I hope that you have a great day, um, weekend, and until next time, enjoy.